2: supreme resort land v world a podcast about disneyland and walt disney world and which resort is the supreme resort we will argue the merits of every facet of each resort until we decide which is better each episode will discuss and compare a ride show attraction hotel or experience and its counterpart from each coast and decide a winner for each with
4: me as always is dan Hey there, it's me, Dan, the funny guy of the group. You know, Jimmy, I heard a rumor that Abraham Lincoln actually has a sixth finger on his robotic hand. Now that's a real debate.
2: <laughs> that's interesting, <laughs> oh. Dan. And mm-hmm. next up, we have Eric, our resident expert on all things technology
0: and science. Thanks, Jimmy. I've actually been studying the programming behind the residential presidential robots, and let me tell you, it's quite impressive. The level of detail on their movements is incredibly lifelike. And last but not
2: least, we have a special guest joining us from DL Weekly, Tag. Welcome, Tag. Well, thank you, Jimmy. I'm excited to be here and contribute to the discussion.
4: Hey, Tag, I hope you're on my side when it comes to the the attractiveness of the robots. Lincoln's looking pretty good, am I right?
5: (laughs) I'll have to take a closer look, Dan, but let's not forget the importance of these presidents and their impact on American history. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> and in today's episode, we will be continuing our Hall of Presidents uh, competition with the final four presidents, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, or Delanor, <laughs> Ronald Reagan, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, and Richard Nixon. We'll be evaluating them based on their connection to Disney Parks and how well their robot embodies their likeness.
5: Well, I think FDR's robot is incredibly lifelike and does a great job of capturing his personality. He's got that certain charm
0: that's hard to resist. But Reagan's robot also does a great job of capturing his charisma and presence. Let's not forget about Reagan's connection to Disneyland. He
5: really loved that place.
4: What about Lincoln? He's such an iconic figure that it's hard not to feel his president, presence when you're in the Hall of Presidents. And Nixon's
2: robot has that famous Nixon wave down pat. It's almost like he's really there.
5: Well, it's going to be tough to decide, but that's why we're here, to determine once and
0: for all which president reigns supreme in the Hall of Presidents. It's going to be an interesting debate, and I'm looking forward to exploring the technology behind these robots with all of you.
2: Well, let's get started and see which president truly reigns supreme in the Hall of Presidents. Stay tuned to find out on The Supreme Resort roll the ad for blue chew and there we go and i think the, the bottom line is tag's the best actor oh 100 that sounded I think, the most natural
5: i think eric is
2: the most uh robotic oh yeah oh, well <laughs> so if this is your first time and we learned last time that every show is somebody's first please know that that is not how we normally open the show and eric would you just explain what just happened
0: Yes, I've been feeding um, prompts and uh, notes about our show into chat GPT for six weeks now <laughs> <laughs> and have arrived at a, a completely natural conversation between the four of us about this episode. Uh, the, the tricky part was adding tag in and making it and finding and having it try to figure out a role for you. But I, I, I went through a few rounds of what is uh, what is DL Weekly, which was interesting um, <laughs> I, I think the what first attempt DL weekly, was Eric. <laughs> yeah, I think the first attempt was something like DL Weekly is a weekly podcast about Disneyland and Disney World, starring Teresa and Todd. <laughs> <laughs> well, for Todd, fun, for
4: fun, you should have thrown in uh, references to DL Hugely just to like oh, really, yeah. <laughs> really
0: mess it up. Yeah,
4: that's funny
2: uh well so todd um <laughs> how is dl weekly what's happening over on the show
5: uh pretty uh, it's doing pretty good uh we uh this next week's gonna be really interesting because actually eric is gonna co-host with me because what? Teresa <laughs> is out of town on a disney cruise her first ever oh. so D- um, D-
2: eric did you know this yes
5: Okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was I reminded last in... <laughs> week during their
2: show <laughs>
5: when you're yes, listening. But but also uh when we recorded our other podcast we do together, the hubcrawl, thehubcrawl.com mm-hmm. slash support mm-hmm. if you want to support mm-hmm. us. I'm a, I'm uh, a no. supporter. We uh we were laughing because I said, Oh Eric, you wanna be you,
2: you wanna be like with other guests on the call. Oh, you want to mm-hmm. be on our episode? So it kind of put them on the spot. So I think I remember that. I listened to the hubcrawl exclusively on Patreon, by the way. Oh, thank um, you. and and i really, I really like you as a host. Are you, i you I really share a lot of your sensibilities. It feels like every opinion you have, I share. Mm. And so I feel a kindred spiritness ch- 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 with you. <laughs> Are you sure that we're just not the same person? <laughs> it's very possible.
5: Um, but I yeah, do want to really like the show. I do want to say quickly, uh, I just went to chat GPT and typed in, what is the DL Weekly podcast? And it's spit out, DL Weekly is a podcast that focuses on Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. It is hosted by Teresa and Tom, who are no. both huge oh, Disney Tom, fans no. and share their passion for all things Disney in each episode. So, Tom, I don't there know who go. that is, but it sounds great. I, I, well, Todd, I explicitly Tom, Teg, told it,
0: you're incorrect, it is Teg. <laughs> I like when you correct chat GPT because then it says, I'm sorry, what I meant was... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, the future is here and
2: it's going to destroy us all. So one future subject for the hub crawl, because oftentimes subjects on the hub crawl find their way to the Supreme Resort and vice versa. I don't know how weird. And one of the future episodes should be which is the most Disney president in the Hall of Presidents. So that's what the next however long is going to be about. As (laughs) As uh <laughs> as the chat GPT told us, oh wait, before we get there, have you seen the refurb of Indiana Jones? Yes. Live in person? No, of course not. I the have avoided spoilies myself.
6: Ooh, have you watched the side by side
2: video of yeah? I really enjoy it. And I'm not gonna spoil anything for Dan, but I enjoy the um update. A spoiler that should not be a spoiler. The frickin' Snake Works again.
3: yeah yeah, right
0: the boulder (laughs) room works again and and i'm so freaking
5: happy if they would have just fixed those two things successful i know there
4: are new scenes and i i briefly saw just real quick of like what one of them was but i'm going next week so i'm like i I, as i'm going in as blind as i possibly can might as well how how often do we get that you know I appreciated that they updated the Indiana Jones
2: to reflect uh, Harrison Ford's current age. I really like that he's got the gray mm. and everything. Oh, really? <laughs> no, unlike <laughs> like, unlike the, the stunt show at Disney's uh, at uh, Hollywood Studios, when it's like this twenty two year old, he's the stunt <laughs> double for Harrison Ford in Raiders of the Lost yes. Ark. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So, uh, other things I had questions about. Uh, you were just at Disneyland, right? recently or you're going soon
5: who Last are you talking time, so to me
2: you Tag. sorry
5: oh we are going for uh star wars night uh in at the end of april beginning of
2: may is our next trip Ah, oh, so close because we'll be there the 24th 25th of april yeah
5: so you're about a week off from us
2: yeah and by the way um Aww. eric we're going to uh club 33 on that monday oh tom informed me yes Okay. Oh, okay. So we're gonna casually have Tom to Corliss. leave the rest of the
0: concierge. <laughs> Sorry,
2: guys. <laughs> Peace. Off to the lounge. <laughs> we are anyway. also
5: supposed to be doing a Club Thirty Three thing this time. Same Tom with Tom. Tom uh, Corles. I, I, I'm not sure. I've got to. I've got to talk to Teresa and find out what the deal is with that. Tag. What is your take on Tom Corliss?
0: <laughs>
5: Tom Corliss? Yeah. See, I hear there's a lot of drama, but I really don't know much beyond that. Oh. Okay. Well
2: anyway listen to previous episodes um (laughs) all right so the the topic for today is the final four of our presidential robot showdown in our third month man what did i call it third month mayhem third month throwdown is what it's called now okay um so we are going to, we have our final 4 if you listen to that episode you remember that our final 4 were FDR, Nixon, Lincoln and Reagan. And so we are going to argue first which president who is represented in the Hall of Presidents represents Disney is the most Disney, has the most influence of Disney and whatever that interpretation means to you or this panel. So FDR and Nixon Lincoln and Reagan. So should should we do what we usually do, which is we
4: start with the earliest or n- Oh, that's interesting.
2: Yeah, the, hmm. the president who came first is Abraham Lincoln. And then it would be, I guess, I mean at that point it'd be against
4: Well the the FDR, matchup would be the oldest. So it'd be Lincoln Reagan. I don't
0: know. Oh well, the I'm, oldest individual. Yeah, okay, or the, okay. Whatever. I mean Lincoln Reagan, Reagan was born Reagan. in nineteen eleven, so but FDR I mean, we have brackets for a reason, Dan. Come on.
2: All right. Anyway, we're going to start with Lincoln and Reagan. I'm going to be arguing Lincoln and uh, is it, Teg, are you doing, are you I'm Nixon? Nixon or, okay. So Eric, I'm, I'm Reagan. arguing Reagan. We don't have any sounds, <clears throat> not to, for a lack of effort, because my sound was going to be four score.
4: Mm.
0: Right. Get it.
4: We do have uh, rundowns though,
0: right? Yeah. We do have an intro for each president. From Uh, ChatGPT, because I didn't write one. No.
2: no, Oh, right, right, right. From our very real and cool Mm co-host, nephew. All right, well, let's start then. Okay. Um, We're going to do Lincoln and Reagan, and then uh, Dan and Tag will decide Mm -hmm. who is more Disney, Lincoln or Reagan, and then we'll switch.
0: Okay. Great, this is so entertaining so far Okay, (laughs) yes Here, let's have that intro about Abraham Lincoln Just so everybody knows who this guy is
6: Abraham Lincoln was the first president of America Back in the caveman days He invented the penny back when that was the only money there was Many people called him honest Abe But my grandma says if he was so honest He wouldn't have started a war with the South He had a weird beard and he fought vampires He also had a hat there were pictures of people back then but everyone in them looks like they are trying to cast an evil spell on you. Maybe it was because of all the vampires. Abraham Lincoln is the reason I get to take extra time off in fear so he's my favorite. Lincoln was from Lincoln, Nebraska. Which is why it is called that. I think he was named after it. He was shot in the head and exploded into a bunch of pennies. Which is why there are so many now.
3: Too soon, Asher.
2: That's it. <laughs> okay, that's it. nailed it. That was in addition all to we all need. of that. Thank you, Asher. <laughs> in addition to all of that, um, I'd like to remind all of you that Walt Disney was a was fascinated with Abraham Lincoln. As a child, he even memorized the Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. Woke dressed up as Abraham Lincoln to recite it to his classmates. As he got older, Disney devoured any bits of information he could find about the 16th president. It's no wonder that when the idea came to create a human audio animatronic, Disney decided he wanted to create Lincoln, as he did with the creation of Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. The first audio animatronic version of Lincoln debuted in 1964 at the New York World's Fair and the State of Illinois Pavilion. Now, famously, there were two robots made. Uh, One of them failed, and they had a backup who performed as well. And then they made a third for Disneyland, I believe. Is that right? Great. Yeah, the Disneyland one was made later. Okay. Yeah. Um, Disney was strict when, it came, uh, when he came up with the idea of creating the show. According to the Illinois Pavilion Press Kit on nywf64.com, he says, there must be some way, some undeveloped means of communication, perhaps some new art form, that can combine the best of traditional media to present the courage and strength of Abraham Lincoln, he began. Imagination must be tempered with authenticity. Drama must be intertwined with serenity. Fantasy must be abandoned since its presence would defeat our purpose. Reserve is demanded, but it must have the form of subdued excitement. And dignity must be the constantly sounded keynote. The show was presented daily at the fair in 15-minute, in or excuse me, continuing 10-minute presentations. National Geographic at the time called the figure alarming in its realism. It was so popular that the attraction needed moved to Disneyland in 1965 to the Main Street Opera House. Now I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about the um, Great Moments of Mr. Lincoln because that's an episode. But some highlights. In 1984, the show was reprogrammed with audio animatronic enhancements, according to Walt Disney Company. It was so popular that the attraction moved to Disneyland in 1965. I already said that. In 1984, I already said that. I copied it twice. My bad. The original had Lincoln delivering a speech composed of highlights from several speeches he made during his lifetime. Uh, In July 2001, famously, another update was made. And guests donned earphones to hear a dramatic Civil War presentation, followed by Lincoln delivering the Gettysburg Address. Also got your haircut. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, don't From leave that 2000- part out.
0: Very important. That was <laughs> terrible,
2: by the way. Uh, it was. And we're going to get into it in that episode. <laughs> I just wanted to highlight. And Lincoln <laughs> specifically wants you to survive. That's right. That's exactly.
0: Mr. Brady. In the Civil War. Oh, yes.
2: Yeah. From 2005 to 2009, the show went on hiatus. In 2009, it reopened with the pre-show now including a bronze replica of the original 1964 sculpt of Abraham Lincoln's head, Blaine Gibson. Thank you very much. The latest audio-animatronic technology was used and new speech using Lincoln's words in previous versions of Great Moments of Mr. Lincoln, except the 2001 update is being presented by using original recordings made in the early 1960s by Royal Dano. Uh, I have some facts about Abraham Lincoln that I I can get into, but I guess the overall argument is, and there's more, but that each of these four presidents have robots at the Disney theme parks, right? And most of them in the Hall of Presidents, but then, of course, Abe Lincoln has one in Great Moments of Mr. Lincoln. Presumably, there's more. But... I guess my argument for Lincoln is his representation of Walt Disney. Now he never went to a theme park. Uh, he didn't build his robot to Dan's point. Uh, but he's represented in more places around the world in Disney theme parks and had a huge influence on the man, Walt Disney. Now in all of my research, I couldn't find anything more specific of how Lincoln, uh, inspired the Disney parks. But I did find that Abraham Lincoln has multiple appearances in very Disney media. For example, he has six appearances in film. Um, I'm not going to go into all the detail unless I have to, but a few good ghosts, Toy Story 2. Um, of course, Lincoln the movie, that was a Disney property. No. Oh. Um, the, the Muppets, um, Soul
0: go ahead. Oh, ahead. Never mind. I was just going to ask which, which Lincoln movie was that? Was that, um, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: Um, he was in 16 television appearances, Muppets Tonight, et cetera, et cetera. Timon and Pumbaa, there was a reference. Like uh, he, he was spoofed by Pumbaa in the Timon and Pumbaa episode, Catch Me If You, Kenya. All right. Uh, <laughs> mm. Dave, the Barbarian, Phineas and Ferb, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So 16 television appearances in Disney media and, of course, two in the parks, Great Moments of Mr. Lincoln and the Hall of Presidents. So that is my sort of initial argument for why Abraham Lincoln is the most Disney of these four robots.
0: Okay. Initial argument. I
3: don't have have much more.
0: Okay, I was going to say, how much <laughs> how much more are we planning on here? Um, Don't do we have, have to talk more. about his cue um, or his impact <laughs> on the land? <laughs> impact on the land.
2: Well, no, go ahead. Eric, you tell us about Ronald Reagan and why he is the most Disney.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, wait. No, before I introduce Ronald Reagan, oh, we, right. have, we have we to, have two. Asher also intro. introduces Ronald set the Reagan. Scene. He put a lot mm-hmm. of work into this. Okay
6: ronald reagan was president of the 80s of america he used to be an actor and his hair was kind of like bob big boy without ronald reagan my dad wouldn't have so many spuds McKenzie merch in his garage reagan wanted to be from the government and not be there to help which he did a lot he gave a lot of patients in mental hospitals their freedoms back and gave us the glorious media hellscape that is currently rotting the brains of real and cool kids like me he was like 97 years old and is pretty likely that he had alligators while he was in office. My grandma says he has a rhino now though. Ronald Reagan made sure that every rich person was able to hire more people and that anyone who didn't have a bunch of money was choosing to be a poor. He also made Star Wars happen and punched a hole in the Great Wall with his old man fist. My grandma says that it's because of Reagan that all of the Mexicans in South America have it so good. Ronald Reagan also liked jelly beans. And now, I think he might have been Madonna's dad. Also, make sure that you don't Google Nancy Reagan and BJ. I haven't done it because (laughs) I'm just a kid. A kid who is really just like you.
2: Yeah, definitely don't do that. So, we had mentioned earlier that every episode is somebody's first episode, right? I think it's important that we give a little context about Asher, who he is. It's been, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. So what you've been hearing is is Jason, who's the head of the network, his nephew Asher, he was sent to moderate our show because we get a little out of hand and, and you know, get a little nerdy and detailed. So Asher was kind of sent as, as his, uh, you know, kind of his watchdog, if you will. Yeah,
4: to,
0: to make us more cool and real like him. That's right. Yeah.
4: And to be fair, he spends a lot of the time just, like, asleep on a couch because he drinks too much purple stuff, which he loves. That's right. Hmm.
2: So that is Asher. Yeah. That's Asher. The the listeners are making the same faces as Take. okay you do you is the the look on his face
3: right
4: now statistically at least one is or at least a couple are making the same face i'm making which is pure delight (laughs) i mean it's
3: (laughs) it's
2: entertaining i was just trying to figure out the context there that's the context sorry we didn't explain it we no that's um, all right we feel so close to you that we feel like you're in on every not joke because
0: it's very cool and real all right eric tell us about reagan okay uh, yeah, President Ronald Reagan was not born a president, but he was born in 1911. <laughs> um, I'm just making that clear, in case you're looking at my notes, it might get a little confusing. Uh, he died in uh, 2004, uh, June 5th, which was all. he was also not a president at that time. Uh, he was the governor of California between 1968 and 1976. And he was president of the United States, as Asher mentioned, for most of the 80s, 1981 through 1989. Now, Reagan has quite a few Disney connections. The one that most people will probably have heard of is that he was one of the co-hosts of the Disneyland Grand Opening TV special in 1955. If you haven't watched this before, I encourage you to look out there. There are a bunch of different copies of varying quality. Find one that still has the commercials. I, I haven't found a good one with commercials in it, but I'd like to just just for old time's sake. They announce their commercial breaks and everything. But uh, yeah, it's a wild show packed with um, every sort of error that you would expect for one of the earliest and most complicated live broadcasts ever. Mm. Uh, but uh, Ron Reagan is running around the park. He's there at the beginning. He's there periodically throughout and he's just popping up in different locations and they keep cutting to him. And sometimes he talks when they cut to him and sometimes he doesn't. It's great. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he was, he he was an integral part of that, that first Disneyland experience for most people. Most people couldn't get to that park on the first day or even in the first year, especially in other parts of the nation and around the world. So seeing that video was their experience of Disneyland for those early years. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that it, at that time, that was pretty phenomenal and people were pretty, pretty wowed by it, even if they weren't as excited about the actual experience in the parks those first few days. Uh, but that's another episode, too. hmm. We should have an and opening was- day. Oh, competition. He's uh,
2: the and also the <clears> first <throat> president who is a uh, TV personality became president and what could go wrong Mm -hmm. first of many
4: um
0: yeah hmm hmm there's there's more i mean if you if you're you're contemplating if you're asking a question you can ask feel free (laughs) but i do have plenty more notes than just two minutes on the opening ceremony Oh, oh well then by all means Okay, plenty more connections for Ronald Reagan. Uh, He was also part of the grand opening of Disney and MGM Studios. He wasn't a huge part. He wasn't there cutting the ribbon with Eisner or anything, but he did uh, record a segment uh, for for the um, the opening day uh, movie or, or TV special that they had out that two hour extravaganza on ABC um, so does he was, have handprints on the the
2: Hollywood theater, the Chinese theater? That would be something that you'd think does I Lincoln, might checked, Jimmy.
4: But, huh? Oh, mm,
2: <laughs> he didn't. Mr. Trying
4: to
0: catch He people. didn't have hands It's <laughs> 1989. But, I mean, maybe he did. Anyway, he just couldn't ahead. control him well. Um, but little bone uh, yeah, on. <laughs> Sorry, good. ahead. <laughs> Gross. They're just stuck there. And, uh, uh, but yeah, you know, he, he didn't appear in, in Disney films or anything like that, but he had that connection from, from those early days. And then he was the president at the time when the park opened up. So it only kind of made sense that he would, um, chime in with his thoughts, uh, before the, the park opened up. Um, Nancy Reagan, speaking of dedications was on hand for the dedication of Mickey's birthday land on June 18th, 1988. Um, also, yeah, I was going record. to say also worth noting that she doesn't have a record, a record, a robot in the Hall of Presidents. Um, and he was the the officiator, although he was no longer president at the time in 19 uh, in Disneyland's 1990 35th anniversary celebration. He gave a little speech. We talked a bit about Walt, as he often did when he was talking about. Well, when he was working with Disney, he'd often talk about Walt, whom he had met a few times. Um, I, there's not a lot of evidence to show that he they were like friends or anything. They just worked in Hollywood together. But we'll get a little more into their their connections here. Um, but uh, but yeah, in this particular instance, he did say. That uh, they say one man, they say that one man of vision can change the world. Maybe Walt Disney didn't alter the globe, but he did make one section of it a a lot happier, friendlier and a more civilized place. Um, So nice words. He spoke more there, but um, I'm not going to recite the whole speech for you. I've got other speeches I can recite for you in a few minutes here. Uh, But those are those are the main physical park uh, park. Oh, I'm missing the biggest one, of course. Duh! Why, why, why not? Let's skip backwards in time here. Um, before we go even further back in time to when Walton and, and Reagan definitely met, uh, but in 1983, uh, Reagan was um, Reagan went to one of the early uh, early days of Epcot Center and addressed a group of international st- students who were there for the first g- cohort of the basically the, the international college program where, where students from other countries would work in their associated pavilions around the world showcase. So he gave a little speech and shook a lot of hands and, um, didn't deport any of them, Dan, uh, mm, just, good. just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, after his second inauguration in 1985, uh, the, uh, yeah, the, the, during his second inauguration in 1985, horrible cold weather forced the event to shut down. Uh, they, they had to conduct most of the inauguration activities indoors. There were only a few people there who were there to witness the inauguration of Ronald Reagan for his second term. And there were 50 high school bands scheduled to perform in a parade for the inauguration rather than, say, bye-bye go back home well i suppose they kind of did say bye-bye go on home michael eisner had the brilliant idea to call them all back and he got 20 of those 50 bands to come to uh, epcot center in may of 1985 for a special kind of re-inauguration parade so reagan got a chance to give a second speech and all of these um all of these bands got to do a special one-time parade around the world showcase uh, but uh, in this in this speech uh, Reagan uh, does his normal normal politician speech things but he speaks about the the changes in our technology and talking about how oil is now an important resource and how air travel has become a major uh, you know major world changing technology but then he takes us back where um, it, technology in the early nine, 1900s was important for a young farm boy who who picked up and made a studio and created a, an animated mouse who whistled along with a jaunty tune. Uh, so he brought in the, uh, the a little bit about Walt Disney as part of his his, I guess, re his second inauguration speech. And then a whole bunch of uh, uh, band kids marched around the World Showcase. Um, So a nice opportunity to make up for for bad weather. So what you're saying is his
2: his inauguration speech was at Epcot.
0: He still I guess he he gave an actual inauguration speech. He gave his original inauguration speech, but he did a a different version of it at Epcot a few months later in May instead of the one he gave in January. Yeah.
4: Yeah, well, I still have more. But if you've got a okay, yeah, go ahead. Comment. I mean, just before we put too much emphasis on that, we I think we need to remember how many television specials were happening during the Reagan presidency. So, uh, that is to, not to take away from that. I just there was this was pageantry was definitely Reagan's thing. So I don't. know. I just there's please continue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I just I Not mean, to discount the anyone, pageantry, but
4: there was a lot of pageantry
0: no, no, no. at the time. The 80s was full of pageantry.
4: This thing that might sound like if another president were to do it, it would be like, oh my God, he did this thing. It's like, well, Reagan, he did Circus of the Stars. Like He so, was a showman. After. He was yeah. a TV personality. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Movie guy. Right. Well, let's go back to one of his earlier performances, perhaps. Oh, uh, yes. Let's go back in the middle of Reagan's career as a movie cowboy, generally, and many other roles uh, on the same date, October 20th, 1947. Both Walt Disney and Ronald Reagan testified before the House Un-American Activities Committee. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> both both Disney and Reagan were called in to talk about the, the threat of communism in the movie industry. Both were con- considered friendly witnesses of communist activity in Hollywood. Walt got to talk about the strike that had recently ended where he knew uh, he was convinced that um, Herb Sorrell... Uh, Sorrell Sorrell uh, was distributing communist uh, leaflets. He was a labor organizer who distributed communist leaflets and helped incite the strike and the formation of a union at his studio. Now, Walt Walt did stress during this speech that uh, or during this line of questioning, it wasn't a speech, that um, as of this point in 1947, his shop while a union shop was a clean union shop. They didn't have any communists there anymore. They had eliminated all the communists and he was confident of that, but there were communists before and he knew that they were there in Hollywood and, um, Ron Reagan did pretty much the same thing except not from a producer standpoint. He did it from an actor standpoint saying that he had felt pressure to attend union meetings and work with communists (laughs) and, um, because it's the same thing. (laughs) <laughs> no, they, they were they were careful to say, you know, Walt Disney in particular stressed that he wanted to work with the National Labor Relations Board because they helped solve the dispute of during the during the strike. Although I'll talk about this in an episode of yours Up that I'm working on. Um, it, that wasn't completely true, but he as long as the government was the one handling disputes and not a labor organizer who is paid by the union. Um, So, uh, there's there's more there's definitely more nuance there, uh, and that was probably a misrepresentation. And Dan's looking funny at the camera, but (laughs) I'm sure that they both had a chili dog at the same restaurant at some point. You
4: you you all know how much I I love love capitalism, freedom, corporations.
0: But, yeah, so they definitely met back in 1947. They might have met before then. Who knows? But they definitely met on that day when they both spoke in front of Congress. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I mean, um, Reagan did did declare that December 5th, 1986, specifically just that one day, was Walt Disney Recognition Day on the occasion of what would have been Walt's 85th birthday. Um, so a little bit more there, but as far as influence on Disney, uh, my my main argument here is that he was part. He was he was crucial for a, a very large moment in Disneyland history, and he intersected with Disney at various other times throughout history, including uh, well before the parks were even well. Walt well, was was thinking about parks, but before anything had truly started and definitely uh, was involved with the studio in the way that he uh, (laughs) testified and blacklisted a bunch of actors and directors, (laughs) which I figured Dan would get a kick out of. Oh yeah.
4: Well, they deserve (laughs) it. Um, I think um, it sounds like, and this is just, I'm just, just thinking here. It sounds like, Reagan was more a fan who like was famous enough that Walt would be like, yeah, go ahead and do this. Um, but I mean, it is impactful. I mean, he does have an impact. And I I think what's throwing me off is his presidency did feel like a Disney <laughs> And not necessarily in a good way, experience. No. Um, I don't know. Teg, what do you think?
3: Um,
5: I hmm. I don't know. It's tough because for me, you know, I love Disneyland. So the fact that Robert Reagan was there for the opening of Disneyland kind of uh, adds something in that column. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, come on, Abraham Lincoln. Like, Well,
4: yeah. So that's kind of the elephant in the room. And I think that... I think that it's sort of it feels like the obvious answer to say Reagan, and I'm I'm not saying I'm not arguing for Reagan in this. I just it needs to be said. I feel like the very obvious answer answer
2: is Lincoln, not Reagan. Yeah,
4: the the obvious answer from like just like. I, we're gonna have this. Just say to somebody who doesn't know a whole lot about it, these things. We're gonna have this this conversation. Oh, Lincoln's gonna win because of this and this and this. And then, and I'm not saying that that's invalid, but the more we get into these things, mm-hmm. Reagan, I think, has you can feel. You can't feel his impact in the park, but in hearing this, you can definitely feel that he has a more direct connection, like as a person
0: with with Walt and with the parks in many ways. Yeah, right. He experienced the parks. He helped America experience the park for
4: the first
2: time in 1955. Um
5: and this whereas- is not
4: I'm not leaning towards any any right here. I'm just trying to level set, you know. Can can
5: I I really want to put this in the show. So can I can I bring <laughs> ChatGPT into this? Sure. Oh, yeah. oh yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. I I would like More to robots. I would like to read <laughs> I would like to Azure. read real. what ChatGPT says on this topic. Please. So I put in
2: Wait, should we just uh, let ChatGPT decide for
5: us? Well, well, no, it's complicated oh. because it's it's not it's not factually correct. So, okay. I'm going to list this and and when I get done with each bullet point, I want you guys cuz cuz I feel like with the Supreme Resort you've done so much history on this that you know better than I would the factuality of these statements. All right. What <laughs> what is okay. the prompt? So, I said, "List the connections between Abraham Lincoln and the Walt Disney Company." Okay. Here are the answers. There are a few connections between Abraham Lincoln and the Walt Disney Company. One of Disney's most famous and beloved attractions, Great was Mr. Lincoln Exhibit, which first opened at Disneyland in 1965. True. The exhibit features an audio animatronic figure of Abraham Lincoln that delivers a speech highlighting key moments from his life and presidency. True. Okay. And two, Walt Disney himself was reportedly a fan of Abraham Lincoln and considered him one of his personal heroes. Disney even owned a replica of Lincoln's pocket watch and had it displayed in his office. True. Okay. In 1956, Disney released a live-action film called *The Great Mo- uh, the Great Locomotive Chase*, which was based on a real-life event that occurred during the Civil War. The film starred Fess Parker, who had previously portrayed Davy Crockett in popular Disney TV series.
2: I don't. That's okay I, I don't know about that i don't know if I, that's I disney it. related
5: yeah in 2012 disney released a film called lincoln which was directed by steven spielberg and starred daniel day lewis in the title role the film was not produced by disney but it was distributed by disney's touchstone pictures division. that's what it was yep and finally disney was uh has also produced a number of educational programs and materials about abraham lincoln aimed at teaching children about his life and legacy for example the disney learning series includes a book called abraham lincoln a new uh sorry a new birth of freedom and a dvd called the american president's abraham lincoln
0: it sounds like jimmy's grap- grasping at straws there and ChatGPT is grasping at straws there yeah okay one of like, our favorite well, segments some, yes well
4: <laughs> i i want to share something that i plugged into chat gpt which is okay and this is going to be a theme you'll notice as i talk about my dude how did the policies of ronald reagan's presidency impact the walt disney company Ronald Reagan's presidency had a significant impact on the Walt Disney Company in several ways. Firstly, Reagan was known for his conservative economic policies, which included tax cuts and deregulation. These policies were generally favorable to business, including the Walt Disney Company. The company benefited from lower tax rates and that's kind of generic. Uh, So I went, I don't, I don't know that I would count that and I'm trying to find something to count. Um, Or I don't know. Am I wrong?
2: It seems to me that, when we it's we've made it vague on purpose and this is arguably the most (laughs) subjective of the the discussions we've had on this show so i Mm -hmm. think that's why we're struggling with it
5: i also have ronald reagan
2: okay go ahead please
5: Sorry. So, list the connections to Ronald Reagan. So, there are several connections between Ronald Reagan and the Walt Disney Company. By the way, there is one in here that I think is totally incorrect and I'll give reasoning when I get to Nixon.
3: So, there are several connections
5: between Ronald Reagan and the Walt Disney Company. In 1955, Ronald Reagan hosted the opening day ceremonies at Disneyland, which was created by Walt Disney. Reagan became a lifelong friend of Walt Disney and his family. The two first met in the 50s when Reagan was working as an actor in Hollywood. In Mm. 1960... (laughs) Right? I don't know about that. I think this that. next one's incorrect as well. In 1960, Reagan narrated a television special called Disneyland After Dark, which showcased the park's nighttime entertainment. Uh, that was hosted by Walt Disney, so that is incorrect. <laughs> In 1971, Reagan appointed Card Walker, a former executive of Disney, to the President's Advisory Council on Executive Organization. I'm not sure that's correct. Or relevant. Reagan's political career true. also intersected with Disney in other ways. For example, he was a frequent guest on the Disneyland television show in the 50s and 60s. And he made a cameo appearance in the Disney film "The One and Only Genuine Original Family Band" in 1968. Oh. In 1984, Reagan signed. This is, by the way, I Googled this. I cannot find that this ever existed. In 1984, <laughs> Reagan signed the Disney Channel Authorization Act, which allowed the Disney Channel to become a cal- cable television network.
4: The
0: act was seen as a way to. Do?
5: That to happened promote later. American culture and entertainment around the world.
4: Um, by the way, just uh, any of you listening to this who want to cheat on your uh, schoolwork, uh, you can ask ChatGPT for its sources, which can come in very handy. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, also, um, Ronald Reagan was not acting after 1965. Um, I because so, he was a he was a governor soon. He was running for sure. governor.
4: Here's what kind of ruins Reagan as the most impactful for me a little bit. And I don't even know if this makes sense, but you've listened to the show. You know how that goes. Um, (laughs) Art Linkletter, who is the co-host with Ronald Reagan, Mm -hmm. actually has a more concrete connection than Ronald Reagan does, which I know shouldn't count against reagan but it kind of does to me i mean art link later so, opened and ran the camera store a for uh, a while a camera store
2: that's right He got the, yeah the connection
4: Proceeds. between walt and abc um i i don't know that that i don't want to say that that disqualifies reagan i just think it dampens <laughs> his the impact a little bit just for me you know
0: so you're, you're saying he was just more in the show and didn't really just do anything. Dude. He was just I mean, it's like mm-hmm. it, it's like Paul He's a TV Rudd star, having, movie star.:
4: Yeah, it's like saying that Paul Rudd currently has an impact on the Walt Disney Company, you know? right.
2: So it, it, it seems to me that the the layman layperson would think of these two, and they would directly know that Lincoln has some level of influence because there's an attraction. Right. And he's in he's in two different attractions and clearly is revered. He's got his own little sort of pre-show, and and there's there's reverence to Abraham Lincoln as a lay person. Most people wouldn't know about Ronald Reagan in the opening day thing, but it happened. Um he's, he was alive when the parks were around, so he was there. He went there and he was a part mm-hmm. of it. There was obviously some significance in his second inauguration. Again, most people wouldn't really know this. <clears throat> so as far as relevance and the most important to again, very vague sentence, importance to Disney as we know it today. I don't know. Mm. Reframing the argument from that perspective. One uh admired Disney. That was Reagan, admired Disney. Disney admired Lincoln yeah, and therefore influenced yeah. something in the park. Where I think
5: I think this chat GPT paragraph says it. Uh, perfectly. Oh, Both great. Lincoln and Reagan had also had a, also uh, a broader impact on American culture and politics, which indirectly may have influenced the way Disney created and marketing, marketed its products. Lincoln's legacy as one of the most revered American presidents may have inspired Disney's focus on American history and patriotism, while Reagan's conservative policies may have influenced the company's shift towards a more family-friendly and wholesome entertainment in the 80s and 90s.
2: And,
0: and the Lincoln robot talks and Reagan's doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah, in every show by the way in every iteration of great moment of uh, hall of presidents yeah he has never spoken that's right that's let fair. me
4: ask let me ask uh eric and jimmy are either wait, of wait, you wait, swayed wait. he never had like direction. a speech
2: like the people do now no the first one to do it was um clinton, clinton? no no mm-hmm. nixon no nixon what clinton was the first clinton, well, was, clinton the first was, was the first yeah yeah that's a good point yeah, it was because clinton how was could the first that possibly one. go wrong yeah fair so yeah, Clinton was the first president to have a speech. So that would be after Reagan. So it's fair to say, I don't know, I didn't watch the, any of the 80s versions because I don't think they exist, but it's fair to say that Lincoln is in everyone as, with a speech. Um, also, he has 24 different appearances in Disney media. That Appearances or references.
4: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how deep are the references? Is it just like I could read? I got them all for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I mean, like, is it just? I don't know. That does kind of even things out a little bit in terms of the other thing. Are either one of you swayed, Jimmy or Eric? Are you a little bit? No, you're I, I'm still of the, firmly. I'm of the
2: opinion. I think a lot of people are. Is obviously Lincoln wins. But what's great about the show is that we find so many nuances that we don't think about or didn't know about before Right, that it's like, wow, I can't believe that thing actually won, but it makes the most sense, right? In this case in particular, I have no more argument for
0: Abraham Lincoln's influence other than we've already talked about. So that's yeah. sort of resting my case. Right. Reagan. I mean, sure. There are some potentially some policy decisions that could have helped the company. I mean, he's, he's a Republican president and we know his, we generally know his policies and that, we'll at that time generally favor was pro business, pro capitalism. So perhaps a little bit more influential, but really even, even when I bring up the HUAC thing, that was a, that was a tangent with Walt Disney. They happened to have the same beliefs right. about communism in Hollywood. Yeah. I, Reagan didn't did influence hug. Disney. They probably they
2: both s- ate in the same restaurant too, but that doesn't necessarily mean Reagan has an influence at Disney company. Right. right. When
4: they, when they saw each other, did they hug?
2: Ooh. <laughs> With a with a brief kiss. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I I have no other thing to say about it. So Tag and Dan, I guess you guys have to take it. My, <laughs> my
0: suckers.
4: <laughs> hmm. Um <laughs> Teg, you go you go first.
0: Lincoln. <laughs> there you go.
4: Okay.
2: They're at the end. He's our guest. So oh, okay. let's move I on. I mean it was
5: I mean it was good it was a good argument.
2: Like it right. did uh, it, yeah. it did pers- yeah.
5: I am closer now to saying Reagan right. than I was at the beginning. So your your argument has like made a difference. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Well I As appreciate it. Usually that. does.
4: Well, and I, I right. think also, since I'm kind of neck and not necessarily neck and neck, I think what it is, is I just learned more about Reagan's connection. And I was like, oh, I didn't know there was so much, which is um, why the show is so great. And I also think that uh, if just to break this deadlock in my brain, uh, it needs to be Lincoln because every listen most listeners, I think, listening to this are going to be upset if it's not. So there we go. we want justice to be served more than anything else. But
3: let
2: us stopped you guys before. That's fair. (laughs) Let us move on. So we're going to have Lincoln is going to be in the final round with either FDR or Richard Nixon. Since FDR came first, Mm -hmm. Dan, go ahead and argue. Now, let's again, let's reframe. FDR never set foot in the park. No, he has a robot just like Reagan does. So we're all kind of on Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. Nixon. Forgive me. Uh, never set foot in the park. So, how does FDR influence the Disney organization? Having never met Walt Disney, and or well, presumably I take I don't know that if they back. Never that they never met. They communicated. True. I know. All right. So, take it away, Dan. <sighs> okay. Well, we got to have the intro. Nope. That's right.
1: Your attention, please.
0: <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
2: We're back. So let's hear uh, let's hear what Asher has to say about FDR. FDR.
6: Franklin Delano Roosevelt was Teddy Roosevelt's dad. He also made the movie Pearl Harbor, which my uncle Jason says is the most underrated movie of all times. Franklin Delano Roosevelt wasn't a lady, even though his middle name was Delano. People back then had weird names, and they put boy babies in dresses. They didn't even have color yet so everyone was bored all the time. My grandma says Franklin Delano Roosevelt had syphilis. I don't know what that is. My teacher says that's not true but that is funny. <laughs> if you haven't already caught onto to this theme, the adults in my life are problematic but seeing as how I'm just a kid I probably will never see it unless I happen to engage in more introspection in my adult life than someone like me who shows signs of self-medicating usually does. Oh yeah. Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a demon cat. And he also put Japanese people in prison because he wanted to make them love America more. Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a dealer of some kind. It might be cars because a lot of people drove cars after he was president. He also built a lot of public things like bridges which my grandma says were just ways to waste tax dollars on people who don't want to work hard to make their own damn bridges. She's an angry lady. Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a communist and is the reason why we have so many problems.
0: That's right. Asher. (laughs) Asher. That was was clever about the the dealer part. The dealer. Yeah. (laughs) The big new deal.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so talking about movies, uh, he was, uh, FDR was portrayed by the famous father of an actress, John Voight. Uh, this, this movie is, in, is Pearl Harbor. It made $450 million at the time. That's $798 million just for inflation. Lincoln only 275 million. Ooh. So take that. Uh, anyway, so FDR had a lot of influence on Disney, As a entity and the Disney that we know today. Um, A lot of this came from uh, Walt Disney being enlisted by FDR himself or his presidency, same thing, um, to create animated propaganda films to support the war effort. Um, And this was part of, uh, by the way, World War II happened during FDR. Um, And this is part of his broader efforts to to mobilize the country for war. Uh, Disney produced a whole bunch of training films, over 200 according to something that I found here that may not be true, but there was a lot uh, for U.S. military covering topics such as navigation, aircraft maintenance, and proper hygiene using characters that we all know and love. Um, this was part of the War C- the War Department's special service program to educate and entertain troops, uh, which was established by FDR as well. Um, you might be familiar with a certain film called Der Führer's Face, which won an Academy Award This is part of this effort. Um, I got more there, but I want to go into other things. Uh, Those of you who have not seen the movie Walt in El Grupo, you may not know that uh, FDR uh, enlisted Walt Disney to create a Good Neighbor series. Anyone know Good Neighbor? you ever heard of Good Neighbor before? Everyone, anyone stayed at a good neighbor hotel? Guess where the name comes from. There we go. Um,
0: Yes. (laughs) So that's where, that's where it came from.
4: Yeah. Uh, A series of animated films aimed at improving relations between the U.S. and South America. FDR sent Walt and his buddies down to uh, South America, basically, to do a charm offensive against the spread of fascism that was happening there. And it worked until... Later, um, so that has nothing to do with Walt. That has a lot to do with another president who is no longer in this bracket. Uh, it was kind of a windfall for Walt in a lot of different ways. Um, funding was happening at the time. He was not making enough money to, you know, make more features. He was very upset about that. The strike was going on at the time. It got him out of the country to kind of just like clear his mind and at the same time um it it ended up being very influential to a lot of his animators mary blair discovered let me see what i put here uh mary blair's art style developed and caught walt disney's attention previously she was just the wife of an animator who had roughly the same art style but it's here where she started to use more vibrant colors and you know what mary blair did a whole lot of things. So, I missed Hello? the connection
2: of Mary Blair and FDR.
4: Mary Blair was part of Whoa. the group that went down to South South America. Oh, got it. Okay. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to, there's a lot, so I'm trying to get through it quickly. Um, so it should also be noted that this trip to South America um, also led to them. Oh, by the way, the government was paying for all of this, but it was presented in a way to South American countries where it was just Walt Disney going to the countries to like meet with cultural representatives and cultural figures. Big, big time international like a celebrity. Sponsor. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like a, a state sponsored an, to the outward eye. It wasn't a state sponsored Sort of thing. Um, and this led to Saludos Amigos, a whole bunch of shorts, Three Caballeros, which then leads to uh, the El Rio del Tempo in Mexico. in Mexico, which is in South America. Um <laughs> So there's that. And um, let's see what else we got. FDR's policies, uh, the New Deal program, helped create jobs and st- uh, stimulate, stimulate the economy, which in turn helped to create a strong middle class with more expendable income. Uh, there was the Social Security Act of 1935, which provided a safety net for older Americans and helped reduce the financial burden on their families, which allowed them to spend more money on leisure activities like uh, theme parks and movies, such as the ones created by the Walt Disney Company and Walt Disney himself. Uh, strong middle class came along. Uh, there was leisure time. Fair labor standards of 1938 established a maximum work week, of 44 hours, and a minimum wage, which gave workers more leisure time and greater financial stability to engage in leisure activities such as theme parks and taking a vacation to Florida, for example, or Disneyland in California. Uh, public works. Dan, I think you you overlooked
2: a a significant point. You said that FDR created the minimum wage Mm -hmm. and the Disney company is still using that wage.
4: (laughs) They sure
0: are. (laughs) Highly influential.
4: (laughs) Ouch. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I have more there if we need it but FDR's policies led to the development of television, which guess who used a lot of television? Old Walter Elias Disney himself. Walt. The FCC was established in 1934, helped regulate and oversee the development of the television industry, allowing it to grow and become more accessible to the public. The Rural Electrification Administration uh, helped bring electricity to rural areas, which allowed more people to watch TV. His policies established infrastructure for the television industry uh, basically and uh, let's see, uh, public works all that stuff uh, also public works administration oddly enough used a lot of uh, special tax districts they did not create them though in fairness hmm um, they also established the uh, NTSC to establish technical standards for television broadcasting in the United States, uh, and the NTSC worked to develop uh, color television, which world of color. And we have tiki <laughs> culture. Um, the Good Neighbor Policy uh, helped to improve relations with Latin America, which brought greater cultural exchange. This was I don't know why. Why did I write that? Uh yeah. the, the Colonial <laughs> Cultural Center in Hawaii was developed with the help of FDR's economic policies. Uh, and um, also, the. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Where did I have it? The um, A lot of people who were stationed overseas in, in the islands came home from the war. And I I'm not trying to say that. The, there's a there's a direct Walt Disney created the tiki culture, but Walt Disney certainly had an impact on tiki culture becoming a big thing. I don't know if you've ever seen the tiki room before that. It's a it's it, it exists. Not problematic um, at all. Uh, no, not one bit. Um, <laughs> no
0: one's ever said that. Yeah. It's racist against German people.
4: Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, you got the Polynesian, you got Moana. um FDR didn't necessarily like pin these things or come up with these things, but it was our involvement with the war that got, was partially responsible for tiki culture being kind of brought back to the, to uh, the country by servicemen who were like, Hey, guess what I saw? Um, Do you want more? I got more. So it sounds to
2: me, the argument (laughs) is that, Because of FDR's policies that were in place during his presidencies, we have a society that has more leisure opportunity, hence Disneyland is successful. People are excited about Disneyland because more people have television so they can see and get hyped up about Disneyland. We have a bunch of content, including maybe a stretch to the Tiki Room, but I can see where you get there. We yeah, have I'm not some saying some it's America, so a lot of that stuff. <laughs> Disney was directly influenced with FDR's war in all of the content they created as war propaganda. So there's a lot of influence, arguably what it sounds like you could get pretty easily to. We don't have Disneyland if we don't have FDR.
4: I would. I'm I'm sure it's in there. <laughs> what I want to understand from all of this,
5: uh, learning all of this stuff with FDR and yes, I'm a bad history student. Is man, FDR created the American dream? Like he, mm-hmm. like that is what we
2: should all aspire yeah. to. It mm-hmm. was
5: all downhill after FDR. <laughs> well, that's but- <laughs> why in the
2: in the uh, American Adventure, there's nothing else after World War II. It's just and a just video be, of a bunch just to of be stuff. Just be
4: clear, if any of anyone's listening to this and thinking to themselves, you know, it almost seems as though there's been an effort across like. A couple generations to diminish and like like uh, chip away at this legacy and this sort of point of view that the American government can actually be helpful that's not the case at all I just want to be clear that is not what has oh, okay. happened yes everything's yeah, no, great no
0: we why would we think that that doesn't make any know. sense no all right so did I summarize your argument
4: yeah I mean I well have enough. more to take down Lincoln if I have to but uh uh I mean there's stuff about nostalgia, his focus on New Deal programs and American. Dan, yeah, I think you just need to wait.
0: Like, yeah. right? like I feel yeah. like you, save, you yeah. save it for the rebuttal. <laughs> yeah.
5: You've
2: Wow. How do I even follow that with Nixon, man? Well, don't worry about it because Asher has to tell us about Nixon first. <laughs> it's true. Richard Nixon was the
6: 137 guy president in America back in ancient times. He was like the number one guy who could get away with a lot of rad stuff. Nixon was so cool that the Chinese government was like, whoa. Gimme some of that, man. Nixon liked to play the piano. I guess that was before TikTok so people did a lot of dumb stuff to impress the ladies. (laughs) My grandma says that Nixon protected our country from becoming a communist hellhole like it is now. But she also blames him for all of these hippies who drive cars fueled by liptard tears. Nixon's first name was a bad word for wiener. That's cool. He also liked cottage cheese a bunch, which is super gross. The new janitor at my school sometimes has cottage cheese in the corners of his mouth if he talks for too long. But he's not Nixon. Nixon is dead. He died in Yorba Linda. My dad is talking about getting married to my new mom there but she's not in the country yet. According to my grandma, Nixon made an omelet and wasn't afraid to break eggs.
2: nice
5: and that's my argument no <laughs> that's, that's what we, we should, should do we that should, should win we should Asher. asher's
4: grandma in sometimes
2: totally it occurred to me oh. also that the three of the four presidents in this discussion were in fact republicans
4: Hmm.
5: well if you look back uh in history more more republicans have been president uh i, I was reading lincoln being the that. first when i was doing doing my nixon uh research anyway i will recap a little bit of what asher said because uh asher covered some of it so uh nixon was born uh in 1913 died in 1994 uh had a pretty good career this is not disney related but just uh just general get an idea of who the person is so he was a navy veteran he was in the navy from 1942 to 1946 he was in the house of representatives for california from 47 to 50 He became a California state senator from 50 to 53. He was the 36th vice president from 53 to 61, and then the 37th president from 69 to 74. Uh, So most notable stuff, of course, my favorite Nixon-Disney connection is the fact that in 1959, Walt Disney invited his family to come to Disneyland to... uh, Open and dedicate the Disneyland monorail system or at the time the <laughs> Disneyland Allweg monorail system and uh legendary Disney Imagineer Bob Gurr had been working on the monorail and it had not successfully made one you know circle lap around the whole track until that morning and so uh he he had it on for the for the air conditioning fans situation that they had going, because Nixon was going to get on, and Walt said go, and basically uh, kidnapped Richard Nixon.
2: Kidnapped Rick Nixon <laughs> uh, because
5: none of his Secret Service members got onto the monorail. <clears throat> and uh, in researching this, I did not know this part that when it came back around, uh, they enjoyed it so much that uh, he said to go around again and again. <laughs> left the Secret Service uh, at the station. All right. I was, so I was hoping uh, and made you it weren't... around a
4: second time. I was hoping that hmm. you were going to say when it came back around, they were making out. while well, Disney.
5: <laughs> no, they, uh, no there secret was service a funny story us. though, because as the monorail came back into the station the first time and they were continuing through the station, secret service wanted to attempt to jump into the monorail, but the doors were closed. Oh, and, uh, can you imagine like secret service, like hanging onto the outside of the bar? right? That been- <laughs> <laughs> so that was a June,
3: 1959.
5: Um, and then uh, a couple things that I, you know, are kind of tangentially related, uh, supporting Disney's rights of diversity. Nixon uh, was president when they did the Voting Rights Acts of 1970, and was also prominent in ending school segregation. Nixon opened relations with China, uh, which allowed for the future possibility of the Asia Parks, Shanghai Disneyland, and Hong Kong Disneyland. And now I have three. Pieces that are really a stretch, but producer James from Deal Weekly said I had to talk about them. (laughs) The first one is, I have to talk about how Nixon created OSHA, or the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, which protects cast members on things like Space Mountain having handrails. (laughs) He also wants me to mention the this building may contain chemicals known to the state of California to cause cancer uh, because he supported the creation of the National Cancer Institute. And finally... Uh, producer James thinks Dad would love that Nixon is a vocal supporter of social programs such as food stamps, which is important because a lot of cast members are on the program.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think, Teg, um, we've mentioned it on the show before, but the famous I am not a crook speech was done at the Contemporary yes, Hotel. I
5: am, I'm so sad that I, yeah, I was reading down my notes, but yes, I am not a crook was done at the Contemporary um, at Walt Disney World, which I also found very fascinating.
4: Regular Very nice. Nancy Pelosi, that guy. So, so Dan's <laughs> argument
2: is: if not for FDR, we have no Disneyland. You're saying, if not for Nixon, we have no Shanghai or Hong Kong Disneyland.
5: Well, that's right. That's fair. And and uh, cast members are starving because they they don't have food stamps. They're still on and, FDR's
2: minimum wage. Uh,
5: they're falling off. They're falling off the uh, off of things because there's no uh, OSHA protections. And, you know uh, what? Because of Osho, you know, we can't
0: update the people mover.
2: That's right. Mm. So, is it because Osho or of or is Nixon, that? we don't have people yeah. mover. Thanks mm. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, jerks. Um, mm. Yeah, interesting.
5: Um, hmm. Just so is, we're clear, my vote is for
2: FDR. <laughs> FDR. <laughs> well, you're already voting for FDR. <laughs> well, I think what, what uh, because it's so outright, you know, we, there's I mean, again the with Reagan... It's the same. Like they were alive for this stuff. They could actually see it, be there. We have them on camera in the park. So outwardly it's like, yeah, obviously. Um and you know, the Monorail thing and the Not a Cook's Beach thing. Good, you know, great stories. One could make same argument the importance of the Beatles because John Lennon signed the, How dare you. The, you know the, the cancellation of the Beatles at the Polynesian, right? So Yay. But does that mean that John Lennon is the most Disney of all the Beatles?
4: Hold on. <laughs>
5: I think Can I just say that I I find I find your show fascinating when you get so abstract like you have here with the (laughs) presidents. You know, it's so much it's so much clearer when it's you know, pirates in California versus pirates in Florida. Yeah. It's really complicated when it's like who's Who's the best? No, but I mean, like, conceptually, it's like, okay, like, okay. you can compare
4: apples to
2: apples.
5: Here, T- it's egg. like...
4: Can you guess which of the three of us is responsible for that aspect? <laughs> you, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: and and so, <laughs> you know, listener, you've probably heard this before. If but know, Jimmy and Eric, you're
5: also responsible because you let Dan get away with <laughs> we it. We do let him get away <laughs> with it. This
2: is true. Yes. Well, and, and because a lot complicit. of times, I just want to <laughs> see where it goes. Because, mm. like, with this one... Like at the beginning, oh, we were thinking about is it going to be best snack? Is it going to be best whatever? And then it turned into best robot.
6: (laughs) And (laughs) on paper that's
2: real funny. But then in execution, it's like how long can you actually try to entertain people while talking about robots? He,
4: that's the thing is you're thinking about trying to entertain people.
2: I am. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> and so, so the whole, and so
2: what I said in the last episode is Dan couldn't record with us. So it was his idea and <laughs> yeah. he wasn't around to see us <laughs> execute his, his plan. I think I, that was his mastermind. I like that, I like that uh, part of the show as well. and And the thing that I love the most is that there's a world where you can have four people and at the at the high level it's like well Lincoln obviously but then you can go into so much detail and draw direct lines of influence as to why Franklin Delano Roosevelt <laughs> arguably could be the most influential Exasher. president for the Disney company. And similar arguments can be made about <laughs> Reagan and what it did with economic policies in the 80s and that kind of so you know you could really get detailed and abstract but what I love so much about this show is there's a world here in the very near future where we could decide that FDR, who on the surface has absolutely nothing to do with Disney, outside of having a robot in an attraction, could very well be the most influential president of the Disney robot, company. most notable for
4: sitting
0: down. One <laughs> That's of the few sitting He's down robots. Sit um, That's right.
4: <laughs> no, I. Well, he, oh, so it's not so much that it is. It's it's less in your face. It's like, well, Lincoln. Okay, right. yeah, he has his own attraction at Disneyland, but then, like, if you look at the actual,
0: like, wait, have
4: what they did? Have we,
0: you know, are we moving on to the final round here or something? Or have well, we?
4: Well, I, I I just make
0: I was commenting
2: on <laughs> Tag's comment and oh, okay. and just okay. why I like the show in its abstract detail. Well, and,
4: uh, and, having and, 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 s- sorry, I think what I was trying to say there is that it's it's um. FDR isn't obvious because we know more about the dis. Most people know more about the Walt Disney Company like after the war.
2: Right, but arguably there is no Walt Disney Company if there is no war or mm-hmm. if there's no FDR. Mm-hmm. We don't know. There's There's some speculation, but the government helped keep the studio alive so it can continue to produce content mm-hmm. if there's no FDR and there's no war. And there's no contract. Perhaps that company doesn't exist today.
4: There's, there's a strong argument could be made for that, right? Which I'm not going to make because I'm not prepared for that. Sure.
2: So, uh, because FDR helped to create content that is in attractions, are live or you know animated feature films, short films, propaganda films, arguably in the hundreds of content of Disney, including attractions. And potentially including the theme parks themselves. And Nixon did things in theme parks as an abstract. One of them famously, not the greatest. um, In addition to kidnapping. No, 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 That was Disney. Um, So I'm going to say for me, I wouldn't have guessed it at the outset, but I'd say FDR. Are we are we moving to final final votes over Nixon? I'm saying FDR over Nixon. We haven't gotten there yet. Right. But yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss. Yes, Tag, you already said FDR, but we yeah, have to. we're the judges in this case.
0: Oh, yes, yes. I, I agree with Jimmy for all of the same reasons. I realized there was I, I remember when that first spark of an idea popped into Dan's eyes a while back. And I'm like, uh oh, mm-hmm. I think I know where he's going with this. And only because I've been reading about the same time period. And Dan chose FDR as a president to argue for. But I
2: believe that what he has just shared with us is not why.
4: No, I chose it comically. I chose him comically, so that I could play the part of, like, unhinged leftist, um, which I was completely prepared to do. And then I looked further into it, and I was just like, "Oh <laughs> it's right there
2: <laughs> yeah. so so then, if we're going to move on and say Lincoln versus FDR, we've made our arguments. um and I think at a high level, Abraham Lincoln is a very important figure to Walt Disney. Yeah, mm-hmm. and as a as a result, also has the first um, human replica and anim- animated robot. So he's the very first human audio animatronic. Uh, freaked people out because it was so real at the time, and that is sort of where it ends. So yeah. Lincoln was a big influence on the individual Walt Disney. FDR was a huge influence on the organization of the Walt Disney Company.
0: That's my high-level argument. Jimmy, are there any changes you would make to the the dialogue? Perhaps not at the Hall of Presidents. Maybe this is out of line. Perhaps are there any changes you would make to the dialogue at great moments with <laughs> Mr. Lincoln? Or should we save this for the actual Mr. Lincoln show?
2: I don't know. Well, I've always had a inside joke alert. (laughs) I've always had a question for Abe Lincoln in the in the in the great moments speech. I've I've had a question that's been dying, and I've never been able to ask it. Okay.
0: So, would you like me to summon the ghost of Abraham Lincoln right now? Would you please? (laughs) Okay. I want I want the opportunity to ask the question. Okay, or, or at least, uh, at least Renade is, is. Is this Renade's narration? I don't know, but here he is. Uh, uh, Royal Dano. Royal Dano still okay. Okay.
1: At what point then is the approach of danger to be expected? I answer that if it ever reaches, it must spring from amongst us.
2: Can it come from a woman?
1: It cannot come from abroad.
0: It's <laughs> <That's> terrible. Wow!
1: <laughs>
4: I, I love how delighted you are by that joke consistently, just consistently. His <laughs> eyes light up. It's like it's, oh it's you got like the it's it's outhouse. the Santa outhouse that I have. No, it's the same, and it's, it's yeah. just like when Audrey lights up when she hears your, your theme music. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. listener, um
2: that was for me. I don't I don't speak like that. I don't I don't it's not derogatory towards women in any way. We've been making that joke since the 90s and I've, I've always wanted it on tape. So that was for me. Nice. I apologize if I offended anybody. Back to the show. You're welcome. And I, if you to I will put it say, at the end of the
0: show, I'll
5: do it. <laughs> I fine. will say that uh, when I watched Great Moments of Mr. Lincoln recently, and uh, that specific section it dawned on me that it is absolutely true that the only people that can destroy America are Americans and we're doing a damn good job of i'm it.
2: telling you we watched it recently hey, I know what you're and talking about. and i think that this the speeches combined in this 1965 you know show are probably more relevant today than they've ever been
4: Again, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, anyway,
2: all right. I, so back to the yeah. show. Uh, Eric, your thoughts on FDR and Well, and Lincoln. just
4: since we're on this, he, oh. Lincoln has a potty mouth. He says duty a bunch of times. True. Asher would oh. love it. <laughs> you would. Oh, <laughs> hold on. Oh, no. That's an idea. What have I done? Are Maybe we going to get Asher to
5: come on every episode and do uh, I've been like trying. a history for each of the <laughs> attractions before the well, arguments?
2: The, the, the president's argument, this third month throwdown is a little bit of a departure from our normal show. And the single most important thing to me for this show is accuracy. So the more Asher gets involved, the less accuracy <laughs> we have. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. As is evidenced (laughs) by his introduction to the president. Yeah. (laughs) So, Eric, go ahead and uh, give us your opinion.
0: I I mean, if there are any other arguments that you two have, I'd I'd be willing to hear them, but I I don't know how much I can add beyond what Jimmy said at the high level. I mean, we've heard a lot of, okay, Dan does have something, but yeah, I, I agree at the high level, unless Dan has something more compelling. I really like this idea that the company, the the entire company wouldn't exist. It's not just these iconic attractions and, and points of Disney history wouldn't exist. It's the entire company may not have made it through the war. Even though Dan's saying he doesn't have evidence around that, it, at least the company would probably not have emerged in the same way and couldn't have taken advantage of that wave, that groundswell of of vacationing and leisure that hit the country afterward that I never even thought of the tiki thing. I mean, that's, that's a little bit of a stretch, but that was a lot of fun it to include.
4: But we get there, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that, another piece that I didn't really get into because I, and I rushed it because I wasn't expecting this to go as well as it seems to be. Um, I think (laughs) this was also, you know how like the world's fair, Walt was basically paid to play an experiment and develop new technology. Same thing here. He was paid to like go and explore, try new things, new methods were come or were come up with that uh, he could use in the silver age. If I, if anyone's hesitant, I do have a way to get us around this. So my argument against the Lincoln argument. Well,
2: wait, wait, wait <laughs> yes. okay. I was going to get let Tag, unless you're taking it to the next step or you're just interjecting.
4: I'm taking it to the next step because I All just right, want so let's I get just Tag to interject.
2: What's that? Let's get Tag to give his high level okay, opinion. Yes.
5: Uh, okay. Of
2: Of which, uh, which is more influential of Disney right now? What oh. are you thinking? FDR Lincoln.
5: Um, I think I'm with everybody else that uh, that uh, I honestly, and I had told you guys before this, I said, well, Lincoln. Lincoln's going to win, hands mm-hmm. down. Like, period. That. But FDR, I've been convinced because I think that you don't have the correct setting of a stage for Disney to be successful without FDR. Yeah. So I think the company would not be what the company is without it. I mean, sure, Abe Lincoln is really influential to Walt and to a couple attractions or whatever. However, I don't think you get that far without FDR.
2: Yeah. And I'm not saying this. So forgive me if I offend anyone, but you could make an argument for Lincoln and abolishing slavery. And now we have a lot more African American influence and we have Song of the South or whatever. You know, you could make an argument, but it's not nearly as closely tied as the argument for FDR.
4: Yeah. And I have. Just, this is I had this prepared just in case we I needed it and I went just may as well get it out. If in case anyone's listening to this and going, no, no, it has to be Lincoln. So this is yes. kind now of you ju- convinced us, okay. now convince the listener. Right. So this is kind of the it's kind of a distillation of the Walt touched it argument. Walt himself was inspired by Lincoln, but this is not a podcast about Walt Disney. It's a podcast about Disney Parks and kind of Disney Company kind of. So it's important to the history of the man. But if Lincoln wins entirely on this basis, we need to invalidate every instance where anything built before Walt died at Disneyland lost to Walt Disney World. Now, the first human animatronic thing, this goes back to the first point. If Thomas Jefferson especially inspired Walt, he would have been the first. Like, He was going to get there. There was going to be a first regardless. So it's interesting to note that Lincoln was the first, but that's just kind of really ultimately trivia. Uh, Lincoln or not, Walt... Was interested in the technology. It was going to happen. Here's a list of candidates for Walt's ultimate choice for first human animatronic: Shemima Colonel Sanders, Kirk Douglas, Salvador Dali, Richard Burton, Haley Mills, or FDR himself. And I have my final note: not admitting that FDR's policies and decisions actually influenced the Walt Disney Company and the parks is ableism.
2: Ableism? Mm-hmm. I get it. I see what you did there. Oh, oh. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I think, I think you're right, Dan, I really do. I don't don't think it takes a long time to, to really land where we've landed in that potentially if there's no FDR, there's no Disneyland through all the things we've already talked about. So I'm going to say, unless anybody, you know, has a hard disagreement that FDR is the most Disney influential president in the hall of presidents, man, did not think we'd
4: get there. I didn't either. That's what I we did. on the show. I didn't either, which is why I didn't <laughs> sleep very well last night.
5: <laughs> so, Ted, do so you agree? Is, this, <laughs> that, is this, this, this that high stakes for you, Dan?
4: Yeah, well, not this, but um, my uh, love of freedom and capitalism.
5: Oh, sure. Oh. Yeah, no, <laughs> was I, threatened think, a little I think bit. I honestly expected that it was going to be Lincoln by a mile, and... I, after hearing your argument, Dan, I cannot in good conscience say Lincoln because I think that
2: it's true. I think that I think that FDR uh, is the correct choice here. Um, I also thought it was going to be Lincoln as is evidenced by my very little research. Um, <laughs> but I think at the high level, <laughs> Dan it hit, it hit it. It's like, yeah, there's a robot, but it could have been Aunt Jemima and we wouldn't be having this conversation. Um, so maybe not luck of the draw, but a little bit less, you know, influence. Yeah. There's a lot of Lincoln references in Disney product, Yeah, sure. but because he was so, such an influential president. So if yeah, not it's like Lincoln, the Beethoven of presidents, exactly. There's just a <laughs> lot of references and that kind of thing. Or the Beatles <laughs> right. of presidents.
5: You know, you after know. this conversation, no. I feel like in general, as America, we don't give FDR enough credit
4: we sure don't and again that is not due to (laughs) any sort of a systemic like thing it's do not there's nothing there there's nothing there and a listener
2: might be like well wait there's two lincoln robots one in there's great moments and hall of presidents i will have you know there are two fdr robots also one in the hall of presidents one in the american adventure there's Mm -hmm. not a lincoln robot in the american adventure
4: And there's one But but
2: specifically,
5: we're talking about the Hall of Presidents robots. So really doesn't matter.
2: Influence, Disney influence is what we're talking about. Right. So anyway, well, that's great, Dan. Good job. And Tag, thank you for your time and research. Eric, as always, thank you for taking
0: time. Hang on. Hang on. This is this is unprecedented. Okay, Um, (laughs) I've I've never unprecedented. This is not a live. Ah. This is not a live show. So we should not have any callers. But I have a caller right now. (laughs) <laughs> who would like to uh <laughs> congratulate FDR's oh robot?
1: Who yeah. could it be? Yeah,
0: just, let me let me patch him in here. Um I'll, I'll right. All right, sir, go ahead.
1: Hello there, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Oh, this no. is current and future president Donald J. Trump. I would like to congratulate you on your beautiful victory in this mighty competition in which I was robbed, of course. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows. you have proven once and for all that your robot is the most beautiful, the sexist, and the biggest robot of them all. Except for my robot, which many people are saying is the best robot. It's true. Well, to one day, meet your robot so that I may give it the great big kiss on the robot lips and the robot and the robot of your beautiful wife, Eleanor. Tell Eleanor. Roosevelt, what a great big pair of smackers she has. Buts bunny, <laughs> dressed up as a lady, has nothing on her, believe me.
0: <laughs> he wants to mm. kiss both robots. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, all right. Well,
4: thank you, Dan. Well uh, done. Well you. done. FDR
2: is the most Disney influenced robot Congratulations, president. Congratulations, Dan. And by the way, and
4: if you haven't watched uh, Walton El Grupo, watch it. It's very, very good. And it is good. It's yeah, I think you been FDR. excited to watch those uh, movies again. Yeah. Uh,
2: okay. So, Teg, thank you so much for your time. We in, keep entertaining us with your great content, DL Weekly and the Hub Crawl. Listeners, check them out. Uh, also, thank you, Teg, because last time you came on, you were very kind in promoting your appearance on the show, and we had a, a DL Weekly bump, as we like to call it. We yeah. have new listeners because of it. So, not sure you're going to have the same kind of positive promotion this time around, but <laughs> 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 it's, it remains a good show and I think it's getting better. Always love you, Don. Thank you. Well, we, next year we'll have you back for the third month throwdown. We'll have something a little bit more, uh, fun. Best snack, maybe? You know, no, I'm always available to My come year's...
5: judge uh, Land oh, versus episode. World as well, you know. We I don't to have do to that. just come okay. on for, okay. for brackets. That's
2: true. We used to do those episodes.
5: Uh, <laughs> which we will again soon.
2: <clears throat> come back in April. Uh, in you, just in the meantime, gotta, you
5: just gotta pull pull the reins back from Dan, who is steered us.
2: Yeah, it's it's oh, yeah, fun to Dan, go off sure. the rails from time to time. One hundred percent, Dan.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> all right, we have the other shows on the network. Ears up, ears up. In depth, the Bantha Milk podcast, which, by the way, um I wouldn't say I'm friends with, but have been friendly and went to college with Dr. Pershing, who, if you watch the show, has a very big arc. And I reached out to him on uh, private on messenger, and he read it. The Ooh. End. Asked him to be on the show. That's Bantha Milk. Um, And then, of course, this show and Scraping the Vault, where we just reviewed uh, Kronk's New Groove. So mm-hmm. check that out. It was a lot of fun. We all hated it.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> but The Emperor's New oh. Groove is a... Uh, Spoilers. It's a it's a big hit. We like that movie. That was good. Um, contact us. I'm Jimmy at earsup-podcast.com. Dan at earsup-podcast.com. Eric at earsup-podcast.com. That's Eric with a K. And of course, our concierge want to thank a couple of executives from Salesforce who recently booked a trip to Walt Disney World. They're staying at the Beach Club, room 416. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Hang on. Anyway, that uh, we're down. excited for that. Um, and booking a cruise for our our listener, Tom. Carlos. Working on that. Not Corliss. Other one. Club 33, <laughs> Tom. That's what we call him. Uh, all right. Well, in the meantime, again, thank you guys for all your hard work and until next time, be good to each other and court is adjourned.
0: Recording is rolling. I guess I don't need to have the time code written down because it'll just start over here. Um, <clears throat> and okay. We're back
2: from break. Thank you very much. Blue, blue
0: <laughs> <chew>. <laughs> your,
5: your time had expired, Eric. I think that's what that... That's what it is, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, that's
0: that's what it <laughs> was. All right. Zencaster decided your argument has been made. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, let's see. Uh, Walt, Walt and... Okay, um,
2: mm-hmm. listener, just f- so you know, mm-hmm. very much like when there's a Super Bowl and the championship t-shirts are printed for both teams, that is the same, that same is true here. There is a <laughs> congratulations call for all of them, just so you, you don't... What? Do, you, do you have one for Lincoln? Yeah. Yes. Would you,
0: would you like to hear Lincoln? To, I was going to put them I all at the end of the show, to, but yeah, I think we need to hear this. Okay. Let's see. Was Reagan or, or Lincoln next Dan? We, we don't hear uh, Well, as long as Nixon's the last one.
4: Yeah. It's marginally funnier <laughs> if you do Reagan. I mean, just by a hair, it's funnier if you do Reagan okay. and then Biden and yeah. Not Biden. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh-oh, spoilers. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, no. Okay. Here's, <laughs> and here's, here's and another, another phone call.
0: And, yeah. Okay. From another timeline.
1: Hi, Ronald. This is Hillary Rodham Clinton. I'm so glad that you won. As you know, you and I have absolutely nothing in common. I disagree with everything that you have done. But having said that, I think you were a great president, and your robot is the best robot of them all. My husband, Bill's robot, kind of looks like a baby. Otherwise, I'd have to say that his is the best one. But you know, it just looks like a baby. There's no denying it anyways. I'm glad your robot won. It deserved to win. And you were such a wonderful president with so many great policies, none of them i agree with but i think they're all great <laughs> vote for me in 2024 uh, uh, uh they wake your death. but maybe one of your kids will
0: <laughs> okay. maybe one of them. oh another another <laughs> of, them of which i agree with another call on the <laughs> multiverse phone here we go
1: but there president lincoln i always knew you had it or your robot did as you know robot and my robot like to share the occasion with baby Joe. I'm glad your robot won. That if your guy was nuts, now I'm not talking about the president. I'm talking about the guy I do for him. I think he might be some kind of an hensletist or something. Well anyways, you won big guys, or your robot did. It's a good thing these fans for Walt Disney got their way because otherwise we'd have a bunch of listeners thinking to themselves, hey, maybe a center-right economic position isn't really helping anyone. But hey, that's just me being controlled by anything's leftist. Look at me. Here I go. Want to hear me do an impression? Okay, dig this. Hey there. I'm Asher and I'm a cool kid like you who's real. Jack. I mean. Come on, man. That's pretty solid. Anyway brandon loves you max attack fresh babies fresh (laughs) babies
0: what is that background music that's hilarious it's like from nintendo patriots game in 1980 all right here's here's our final multiverse call in case nixon won
1: Hello there, Richard Nixon. This is Obi Wan Kenobi. We kind of figured you wouldn't win, so the guy who made these figures. why not just uh, it, Obi Wan Kenobi? But if your robot did win, well, I guess, oopsie. Anyways, blah blah. Robot. Oh, I have something clever. Richard Nixon's robot. You are the droid we were looking for. Get it? It's like that thing I said in the movie. Well, anyways, I'm going to go now. Oh, I want to try my hand at impressions too. Here we go. Hello, I'm Tony the Tiger. These frosted flakes are quite good. Hold you. It was still me. Okay, that's all I have to say. Maybe Eric will put these in an Easter egg or something. I do enjoy it.
4: <laughs> he does enjoy eggs.
2: Well, now we don't have what? any Easter eggs, so you can put my uh, question later at the end.
0: <laughs> Great. What what will he do, listener? What yeah. will he do? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. When it goes all quiet like,
2: don't turn it off.